All right, here we go. You ready? And we're ready. Okay, three, two, one. You're not supposed to say. <laughs> You're not supposed to say one. I'll just go at one. I go into welcome to Geek Out Loud. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Yay! Yay. <laughs> All right. Quiet on the set. Here we go. Okay. Three, two, one. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to start. Then. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Geek Out Loud. This is episode 62 and a very special episode. I am so excited to have along with me my good friend and a great friend of the show and has always been a supporter of everything we do podcast-wise. She's been on the show before and so glad to have her again. Ladies and gentlemen, Kim Jordan. Kim, thanks for being on with us. (laughs) Now, don't just giggle. Thanks for being here. (laughs) I can't help it. I can cut it out. Oh my gosh, Kim! We (laughs) Uh, this is what happens when you talk a little bit before you get started. Um, Kim, (laughs) we've got you on for a very special reason uh, on this episode, and it's because it's April, which means it's Autism Awareness Month, and you participate every year in a in a special event called Walk Now for Autism Speaks. Absolutely. I've been doing it for about four years now. Every year I raise money and do the walk every year. It's a really good thing. Do for the charity walk. for great kiddos, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yay. Oh. <laughs> now, <laughs> autism. <laughs> well, you're I mean, so passionate about like, it. Autism this speaks. This is like last podcast. I think the biggest complaint was that girl would not stop giggling the whole time. <laughs> I can't help it. I'm sorry. Now, autism, <laughs> autism speaks. Autism Speaks is a charity that that raises money, not just for autism awareness, but to do what? They basically, I mean, like you said, raise awareness. They um, uh, fund, legis- you know, people to go out and um, support legislation for, you know, insurance, that type of good stuff for, you know, people that have kiddos or... Um, older children and you know the autism spectrum, so mm-hmm. it's, it's a really good deal. It's 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 something that's close to home. Very excited about, and you know, happy to extend my efforts to every year. So it's it's just a great organization. They've been um, I, I've been a supporter, but in, in turn, they've been a supporter to me too because 
um, like a couple of years ago, I went out to New York for um, a comic book convention, and <laughs> I was actually invited to the autism, you know, um, sorry, autism speaks headquarters to go wow. uh, meet the people that run it, to meet yeah. the, the the president, meet the, the people that who work there. It was it was a really great thing. So very involved people, very passionate people. It's it's just a really great organization. Yeah, and um and you've got a goal this year for your particular involvement in, in this walk now in your area, uh walk now for autism speaks. Your goal is to raise two thousand dollars. And you are well dollars. Yeah, you're well over halfway there. Um last I checked you were at thirteen twenty. Yeah, yeah. So little ways to go, but I'll get there. It's it's usually I raise a thousand, but it usually goes over that little bit. Yeah. So this year the aim high hit the 2k mark so looking forward to actually hitting that yeah and so and so you can hear uh, and you'll hear throughout the rest of the show that kim is a is just a fun huge geek like the rest of us and she uh deserves our support not just because she's a geek but kim's a great person she's a great friend and and every year annually uh gives her time and, and puts her efforts into this and so what we've done is or kim's got a donation page over at the walk now for autism speaks page and the easiest way to get there is by going to tinyurl.com forward slash kk jordan and um just like it sounds very easy you can get there and on the website there's a minimum donation of twenty dollars but there are also instructions on the website of how if you can't afford a $20 donation, if you can only f- afford 5 or 10 to send those in in Kim's name. And so Kim has been literally such a huge supporter of everything we've ever done um, that this is just one way we can give back to Kim and help her out by helping her meet her goal. Uh, Kim is the, how do I say this? She is the perpetrator of the old snap. Uh, from back prior to season ten of Smallville, debuting at Comic Con. If you if you were a fan of Starkville House of L, and you saw the uh, video that was posted by our good friend Joe Humrick, the best hair in podcasting, then you heard a voice as. <laughs> That's the wrong video, Steve. That was actually my video. Oh, Steve it was. Or, Joe was the one the year before. Okay, so, Joe. Let's... Joe was the one year before with Derek screaming, "Yes, yes, exactly." Okay, exactly. and so you actually videoed the season ten. Let's get this straight. I need the credits to go or the credits do, and, and uh, it's, it's right here. Okay, I'm that sorry. Was... I, the mm-hmm. last thing I want to do it's is okay. take credit away from you. <laughs> um. <laughs> Excuse me. So you were actually video. Not only were you videoing, but you were you made it you made it your life's goal in that moment to outdo the yes. I did, didn't I? Though about that. <laughs> and so what we got was a double O snap, which is kind of like a, a double rainbow. Yeah, it, was, it was it was a little bit embarrassing when I because it was literally it happened and I was like, okay, upload, go. And we're sitting in the, the ballroom as I uploaded that to YouTube. <laughs> and I listened to it. well at first like I see all the comments coming and I'm like oh crap I really embarrassed myself Hold you were on, like oh snap I really it. embarrassed myself oh snap then I actually listened to it and I'm like oh snap <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole emotional range of the old snaps um, it was there's a roller coaster it was a roller <laughs> <laughs> 
was up and down, a little loopy loop. <laughs> there were a couple of twists in there, a couple of corkscrews. <laughs> <laughs> the picture, you know, that you can view after. It was, yeah. It was, <laughs> it was quite the experience. <laughs> Stop judging these people. No, no judgment here, friend. No judgment here whatsoever. It was, it was an awesome. I mean, let's be honest. It was an awesome video package back there because that was that was because we were leading into the last season of Smallville, and they did the whole one, two, three thing where they went through the different seasons with a couple of clips, and then they hit season ten. But the funny thing was, like, half of it was sideways. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the video was sideways for half of it. You're correct. You're correct. I did get a creak in my neck so watching little, the video. I had no, I was literally on no sleep that night. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, this that was the right night. I, th- I think Joe, or no, it wasn't Joe. It was uh, Brian or something peered over at me, like, videoing it. He's like, you have that the wrong way. <laughs> I'm like, nice. my bad. Because it was my, I was, like, anointed to, you know, get the video. <laughs> sure. Well, did, I, I mean, you guys, I you guys were in line. <laughs> you guys were in line all night long, and wasn't that like when some of the cast came by to see you guys? I was, yeah, I wasn't there for that. Nice. <laughs> I showed up a little late. I say late, but it was like midnight. Yeah. So let's face it, I was there for a big part of it. <laughs> but yeah, before I got there, I think uh, Cassie Freeman and who was it? One of the creators. Um, I remember. I can't remember. If it One was, of them. It was. Uh, the, I know Kelly Souter stopped by. Cassidy Freeman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By. yeah and so um, they, they all came by and interacted with the fans. And I was like, oh, that's so nice. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's cool. Yeah, I those. Listen, the folks that worked on Smallville, a great group of folks. Great. They great, are. Yeah. So, so nice. So nice. So sweet. Hey. And um. And Cassidy especially, just a sweet, sweet person. So Cassidy is, like, adorable. And it was funny because when we met her at that Comic-Con, we did the whole press room thing afterwards, after the panel. And, you know, she said lots of great things about, you know, the podcast and the people involved and just, just the nicest people ever. You yeah. don't expect that, but they deliver on every level. It's fantastic. Indeed, indeed, and so uh, so I say all that. We say all that. We go through that whole story to say, Kim has always been such a great supporter <laughs> of the shows, not just Geek Out Loud, but Starkville House of L, Tenth Wonder, um, and and has just always been there for us. And so this is our chance to be there for Kim to help her not just meet but beat her goal of two thousand dollars for Walk Now for Autism Speaks, tinyurl.com forward slash kk jordan head over there donate skip a movie this week skip a dinner out this week and and donate to Unless it's cabin of the woods go see that apparently it's really good do what now i'm just saying unless it's cabin of the woods cabin of, it's, yes it's definitely good. definitely yeah. go see go cabin see in that, the woods but, i mean just prepare to spend extra money that week yeah <laughs> <laughs> set aside in your budget twenty dollars at least at the minimum to donate to uh to to this it's a good cause and the money listen our hands i just want to say this none of our hands ever touch the money it goes directly to autism speaks and and what you do is you're basically donating in kim's name so that um and and this is just her way of raising money for what is a great charity uh and, and this is this is something that touches so many families in this country and um and, and so, one in 88 people like that's insane yeah yeah that's yeah. a that's a huge number, and so many more kids are, are being diagnosed with this and, and being, you know, and so it's just, it's a thing where 
you know, this is just one of those things that's worth helping out with. And we do so much for ourselves as geeks so many times. You know, we go after this collectible or that thing or this movie or, or this DVD. You know, for once we can And we're do... not discounting that because it's awesome. Oh, but, heck yeah. You know, there's, it's, but there's still time to do great things to you. Like, yeah. actually donate towards something that's worthwhile. And... Yeah. Yay. So there you go. There you go. So <laughs> so that's Kim. She's with us for the whole show. We're about to do some emails. We're going to jump into some snippets. And I'm really excited because Kim and I have never talked about what we're going to talk about today. I mean, we have a little bit, but not as much as we're about to talk about in a few minutes. And so you just put your just put your uh, galaxy in a far, far away, a far, far away galaxy. I don't know how I want to say that. In a galaxy far, far away hats on. Let's put it that way. And, uh, right. and get ready to, to geek out. <laughs> With Kim and myself, before we do... This is do... not the podcast you're looking for. That's... Just say that. <laughs> no, I think it is. I think it is the podcast you're looking for. It's always the... If it it's kind geek... of is. If it's Geek Out Loud, it's definitely the podcast you're looking for. So It's true. So uh, let's... I was, I was trying to like do some, like, you know... I told... No. Exclamation mark, exclamation mark, you Kim, know, quotation Kim. thing there. So. Kim, you and I, you know where we're at right now? Same page. I do, I do. We're on the same page, you and I. Same page. <laughs> so, <laughs> before we do all that, though, let's jump into a couple of quick emails. All right, this first one comes from Mike. And Mike is going back a couple of episodes. He talks about, he says, Thank you so much for the Superman discussion in episode 60. It made me want to leave work, go home, and watch Superman Returns. It's all about the S-Shield. I agree. Man, what a great show. Can't wait for the Man of Steel. Hope it puts Superman back on top. Um, Oh, look, he says, Also, thank you for all you do for autism. My older son, Anderson, has autism, and he is an amazing boy. Thank you again. And that's that's from Mike. So... Uh, Kim, a couple of weeks ago, Derek and I had a discussion. It was really a reaction to that video uh, that started out, the whole thing started out, said, you don't care about Superman. Oh, my God. Okay. And, Kim, I happen to know that you love Superman. I freaking love Superman. Say it loud, say it proud, Kim. Don't hold back. Yeah, I I freaking love Superman. So, yeah. Talk to me about Superman. What is it that you love about Superman? What's not to love about Superman? He is just like the perfect freaking superhero. Flags are blazing, justice. I'm all about it. He's just fantastic. He's been around ever since I was a little girl. Um, kind of evolved over time, and you know, just, just it, it, he just always stays true to kind of like what it is that we kind of aspire to be, kind of look up to. He's just, I don't know. It just—it's something special. Yes, indeed. Yeah, so I get it. I get it. You know, I always go back to you say he's something to look up to. I always go back to that Superman. It's so amazing that here in the comics and in you know and in the story and in the legend of Superman, here is an alien that makes humanity strive to be something more. Not necessarily the powers aspect of it, but just the goodness aspect. Absolutely. I mean, he's he's the ultimate good. Yes. As, as far as like comics and superheroes are concerned, he's. I mean, to me, the most legitimately good person. Yes. Quote, I, definitely. <laughs> uh, let's. Hey, Jonathan Kent said it best in in Smallville when he 
in a in a uh, in uh, gosh, I guess it was season five where Clark um, was walking the edge of life and death, and and basically he had a vision with Jonathan Kent, and Jonathan said, "You're going to be a symbol of peace. You're going to be a symbol of justice." And and all of those things, that's what Superman is. He is he is this incredible symbol of peace and justice. And so when you start talking about who would win in a fight or who would it, that doesn't matter. It's not about who would win in a fight. It's about who's going to inspire people to good more. You know, and it comes down to Superman. Superman does, you know. And so Aww. Like the theme is playing in my head right now. It's I, great. That's what I love. That's what I love about the show. The, we start having themes playing in our heads. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, this next email comes from our good friend Alicia and Alicia, 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 Alicia. Alicia. Yes. Says, um, "Hey guys, I know that Nolan has said that Superman and Batman's worlds." won't exist in the same universe, but they do. It's the DC universe. It seems almost inevitable that DC or whoever owns the movie rights will try for a JLA movie. I guess the tipping point will be how much the Avengers make. So, discussion topic. Who would you guys like to see in the starring roles? Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. Uh, I think the hardest roles to fill would be Superman and Wonder Woman. Both Superman and Wonder Woman were played by an actor and actress who are beloved for their roles. And of course, she's referring to Christopher Reeve and Linda Carter, respectively. So it's hard to think of someone else in that role. Also with Wonder Woman, you have the star-spangled underwear, and Superman has red speedos, so it's kind of a hard sell. I don't know who I would pick for Superman. I think I'll wait and see if the Man of Steel, if Henry Cavill's any good. As for Wonder Woman, I was thinking maybe Zoe Saldana. Yes, I know... <clears throat> excuse me. I know Wonder Woman is usually uh, shown as a dark-haired, blue-eyed white woman, which I always thought was weird, because isn't she Greek? Shouldn't she be darker than me? My family's Scottish, Welsh, English... And Irish, so I'm very pale and burned with the end of sun. But Zoe has been in a lot of action movies like Star Trek, Avatar, uh, The Loser, and Columbiana. And while she isn't very tall, I think she can move gracefully, and I'm pretty sure she could beat me up. Uh, so questions, comments, asinine insinuations, thanks, and love the show. And that comes from Alicia. And Kim, that raises a neat point, because one thing that Marvel has done with their movies, and I know you've enjoyed the Marvel movies, is that they have been driving toward this May 4th, uh, huge release of Avengers. Um, ever since the first Iron Man came out, they've been driving toward this this team movie. And we've seen team movies from the Marvel. Uh, we've seen the X-Men. We've seen the Fantastic Four. But we've never in the history of, of superhero movies seen superhero movies tie together the way that these Marvel movies have, with starting with Iron Man and, and ending with Captain America, to lead to... Uh, one cohesive story in, in another movie like The Avengers. Um, and I've said for years, because, you know, with, with, with Marvel properties, you've got like X-Men and a lot of their characters under the Fox umbrella. You've got Spider-Man and a lot of his characters under the Sony umbrella. You know, but with DC, they're all under that Warner Brothers umbrella. It seems like it would be a natural fit to start doing what Marvel has already done and have incredible success at. To, to go after a, a JLA movie? A JLA movie would roll on so many levels. You have some of the best, like, dynamic superheroes there are in the, you know, whole DC universe. But mm -hmm. I don't know, man. I, I've heard so many great things about the, the um, Avengers movie. Because, yeah. I mean, they screened it a couple nights ago. And just the people I follow on Twitter and stuff are, Jesus, the best thing ever. So, I mean, that's, 
very great for something, you know, I would love to see a, a JLA movie, but I, I just, I want it to be done right. I'm just hugely, like, a big fan of them, and I just, I want it to be done right. Yeah. So, um, Zoe felt, yeah, she's great. She's great, like, in the whole sci-fi, you know, action role with, you know, Star Trek, and, you know, showing her action chops and, like, Columbiana and stuff like that, but I don't know. It, it, just get the right people involved, I think. Cause Definitely. It, it just... I think that's that's all it all boils down to is getting somebody who knows what they're doing, knows the properties too. Yeah, I don't want though, you know, bubblegum version of my Winter Woman. I want her to be like the Amazonian princess she is. <laughs> right, know? right. Yeah, I think um, it, I think it, I think it comes down to not just the casting, but also having people involved who are passionate about the projects. You go, absolutely. you go to like Captain America. You know, Chris Evans played the Human Torch in the Fantastic Four movies. And he played the Human Torch so lighthearted, and everything was a joke, and everything was funny, you know. And when I watched Captain America, I didn't see a hint of that in Chris Evans. He was so passionate. Right. He was so passionate about making sure that Captain America was Captain America. He was. He, you know, so many like Marvel movies came out last summer, but like Captain America was my favorite. Yes. Was, I mean, he was he was earnest yes. about it, and there, you know, he was. He was Captain America. He had his little funny joke clips in his, you know, in his time. But at the same time, he he pulled the role off. Yes. He was just. I mean, I, I wanted to just salute things. <laughs> I walked out of that theater. It was fantastic. Everything. Trash can salute. You know, everything saluted. I mean, seriously, it happened. <laughs> it's like, where are my 3D glasses in? Salute. It was. It was <laughs> Recycle the 3D glasses? Yes, salute. <laughs> right? Yay, patriotism yeah. for the 3D glasses. <laughs> you know, I, I think the real kicker is going to be, um, I think I think what's going to really be telling is what they do with, um, with, uh, with Superman, with the Man of Steel. Um, right. You know, I, the pictures I've seen and the stuff I've seen, Henry Cavill looks great as Superman. I think that the idea of rebooting, I think it has, you know, it definitely has its negative and positives. We're 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 two people who both love Superman Returns. Um, I know, right? We're in the minority, and I get that. <laughs> well, and, and it's not just Superman Returns. I think we love Brandon Routh as Superman. He was the perfect Superman. He was so I think good. that kind of bled over into when I first saw the Henry Cavill picture. He was the one with the safe and the sparks. And yeah. Like, oh, my God. He looks like some Italian Guido or something. Yeah, it was yeah. very upsetting for me. Yes. I mean, <laughs> more upsetting than it should have been. I, I, well, no, I agree. That's The face has been one of the harder things for me to get around. The suit I can handle, but it's been the face that's been hard to kind of get around. But it's the hair, the, too. It was a little yes. too greasy. I'm like, no, stop it. The stop hair. all that. He, <laughs> no, he doesn't apply. Superman does not get up in the morning and apply a hair product. It's not. Mm, <laughs> no. <laughs> the curl was always very natural. It just, you know, naturally swooped yes. in that way. It's, it's, there was no, you know, Kim, uh, BB products or. <laughs> Kim, speaking speaking as, as a female, what what hair product do you think Superman uses? I don't think he uses any. I mean, he's really? cartoony and he's perfect. It just wow. falls that way. I mean, I like yeah. to imagine it that way because yeah. we, we put a lot of effort into, you know, hair products and presentation. 
And I, I would honestly like to believe that Superman is a little bit above us. <laughs> he doesn't have to put in all that work. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's that perfect in my mind. I just see, you, you remember, um, I can't think of the guy's name, but it was the movie was The Rock with Sean Connery. And and he and he's out on the balcony of the hotel having his hair cut and everything, and he breaks away like he gets away, and he's in the elevator and the little hairdresser who who later played uh, Greg on Yes Dear, um, is okay. down is down in the corner and he's like, listen, I didn't see anything. I just want to know, are you happy with your haircut? <laughs> I just see that guy running out as Superman flies by, but like, I want to help you with your haircut. Right? Come get some product. Come, let me help you. You can make that a scene in the new movie. I'd be so happy. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many things that worked about The Rock that would just bleed over into other great movies. (laughs) I just, <laughs> the rock. There's, I just I just want to go back to the statement you just make. There's so many great things about The Rock <laughs> that bleed over. There it. are. It's a great movie. Compl- I love it. I do love it, gentlemen. Welcome to The Rock. Um, <laughs> absolute. <laughs> we got like glowy, you know, ammunition balls. Oh my yes, <laughs> yes. This guy. Poison, yeah, it's, poison it's balls. Fantastic. Yes. Balls, balls full of poison gas. He's <laughs> Losers whine about their best. I love the rock. Winners go home with a prom queen. Um, <laughs> how about we cut the chit chat? Anyhow, um, it's so great. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you brought up the rock. <laughs> Steve did bring up the rock. Um. I you know I don't know about Zoe Saldana as Wonder Woman either. I, I I'm I'm anxious to see Henry Cavill as Superman. The one thing about that you mentioned about his greasy hair, I'll tell you what it takes me back to. It takes me back to the old George Reeves days, um, yes. of Superman, it, where it seemed like he had half a bottle of tonic in that hair because back then they used hair tonic. <laughs> you know you know what I'm saying? Are you with me on this? They did. And I mean, and that mess was slick back like my grandpa's hair. I mean, that was the style of the day. And, it uh, was. It was some straight up like I love Lucy days. Yes. I mean, it's everything's excusable in those days. Well, let's be honest. He was on I Love Lucy. Going on. Yes. So um, definitely, definitely. I, but I, I agree with you. It was hard to get over that hair, and it sits kind of high on us. This is the like the most female discussion I've ever had about Superman. It, the hair seems to be it, it's almost like he's got a bump it up there with the hair situation you know what i'm saying are you with me on the bump it and um and and it's just like henry henry hank hank what are you doing there come on buddy come on but uh yeah but everything but, you know what to be fair like zach snyder i, I have complete faith in him you know, i'm a zach snyder apologist are you really I am. I loved, I loved Watchmen. Yes. And Watchmen, to me, was... Mm, it was it. Mm. So, uh, th- I, in case anyone missed that review, it was... Mm. So. I know. And it made sense, didn't it? <laughs> I think we all got it. Um, I mean, you should have, because Jesus. <laughs> I, I, think, I think Watchmen as a as a film adaptation was as good as any film adaptation of a story out there um it's true even even without the giant octopus at the end i totally understood why they used a, sig- a power signature that, that mimicked dr manhattan's and all that good stuff 
my problem comes from my feelings about the story of the Watchmen in general. You know, and what is that? I'm going to talk to you about Watchmen. I'm intrigued now. Yeah, <laughs> this. Well, thanks for generating a lot of email. Um, <laughs> I just I read the Watchmen and I kept waiting for that moment of redemption for all of these people that never came. Um. You know, even Doctor. The great thing about Watchmen, I mean, it didn't it didn't follow the formula. It was just something. I don't know. To me, it was something real. It's something unique. Yeah. Well, it in just, my in it my just thing happened. is, yeah, and you had no explanation for it. It just happened. And sure. Like, um, intimidated by it and a little bit curious, but what just happened to me? I just read the Watchmen. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> well, you know, and but my thing is with when it comes to superheroes. I don't want them deconstructed. I'm fine with with a superhero being good just because he's good. You know, it's like that's fine with me. You know, I'm good with a superhero being good because his un- his uncle was killed or or his parents were killed or because he was raised that way. You know, and and with these guys, there was so much. And I'm like, come on. And I thought we were going to get it. And spoiler alert: if you've not read or seen The Watchmen, there's a moment in the comic where Doctor Manhattan he's gone to Mars and he's and he's contemplating life and what's worth fighting for and he decides and he decides that life is precious and i'm like yes he's gonna go do it and this is gonna be yes and he never really does and when when he gets there and ozymandias says well this is what's got to happen he's like oh yeah that makes sense go ahead kill kill a lot of people and i'm like oh and so so i don't i don't know i mean that was so perfect to me, though. Like, perfect in, like, the non-perfect way. It just sure. it worked out. Yeah, I mean, if that's, you know, with that being the story that it was, I get it. And I'm not, like, I'm not saying it was a bad story. It's just not for me. Does that make sense? No, it makes total sense. You know? And I mean, that's what I, lo- that's what I love about Watchmen. I mean, to be serious, is just so many interpretations of it, yeah. you know? So many people got so many different things from it. And yeah. if you haven't read it, you should totally go. It was my first comic ever to read. Wow. And, I mean, it's what it's what hooks me on comics. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a masterpiece. Yeah. Um, whether or not it ends the way you want it to end, people don't redeem themselves, eh, but it's... <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, right, right. And, and, and the thing is, is I understand why people like it. It's just not for me. Right. You know, like the darkest, yeah, the darkest, most conflicted superhero I like is the Incredible Hulk, and he's just misunderstood. You Have know. you heard about the Hulk? Like how awesome he is! Oh in my the god, movie? yes, and that's what's got me so excited about the. I will talk about that in a second with the snippets. That's what's got me so excited about this Avengers movie is is just is what everyone's saying about the Hulk, and I'm like, yes, finally, you know, people are seem to be okay, on let's my save side that of for things. The Do what? You're all excited. Let's see that for the snippet. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, simmer down, Steve. Simmer down now. <laughs> simmer down now. Um, <laughs> so, anyhow. I, but the, I guess to come back to the point, you you said Zack Snyder. You trust Zack Snyder with a Superman problem. I do. I love him. And even, I don't know. It's. It, I believe he has a very creative team behind him. I mm-hmm. believe it's going to be something... It's going to be something great. I, I can't wait to see his take on my favorite superhero. Sure, sure. Like, hands down. Well, you, here's here's what I like about what I've seen of Zack Snyder is that all of his work as it, and I'm and, and I'll be honest with you, the only thing I've seen of Zack Snyder has been Three Hundred and The Watchmen. Oh. But, yeah, I know. I I don't know what else he's done to be honest with you. Um, 
What was that last movie did he you did? Watch Sucker Punch? No, I didn't. That's Sucker Punch. I did not see Sucker Punch. Everybody hated Sucker Punch, just FYI. Did you love it? But, like, I mean, I loved it for different reasons. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It was a terrible story. I mean, terrible, but the style of it, it was just, it's like watching a gorgeous, like, two-hour-long music video, which I'm okay with. Right. I mean, I'm totally yeah. okay with. If MTV still played music videos, I would sit here for two hours <laughs> watch music videos. Heck, yeah. So, I think me yeah, and you are the so only ones that Now that, like, MTV sold out, yes. I mean, I feel happy that I can pop in a Zack Snyder movie and just watch it. But, you know, it, it's, yeah. Well, I, I mean, let's... I've let's, so much hate towards Sucker Punch, but I think it's, it's kind of has its own appeal. Let's be honest real quick. If people would make, if more people would make videos the way that Michael Jackson and Madonna made videos, then MTV may still be showing videos. This is true. This is true. But they do. But they choose to ignore them. Yeah. I mean, look at Lady Gaga. She makes great videos. Does she? I've not seen any of her videos. Don't make me, like, bored you, them. Okay, you do that. Right, I will. You do that. I mean, I'm on the edge happened. of glory. Um... <laughs> Listen, I got to be honest with you something real quick, Kim, and I, and I know you're a Lady Gaga fan. Okay. And so I think you're going to enjoy hearing this. Okay. I, I was not, you know, I was like, you know what, I'm not going to get into this woman. She wears meat for a dress and all this stuff. I'm like, that's just too weird. And then I heard this song play. I'm like, who is that? That's really good. And they're like, that's Lady Gaga. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And, yeah, uh, she can actually sing. It's a funny uh, she, thing about Lady Gaga. Yes. She has this whole ridiculous, I mean, she doesn't need all the gamut. No. To be honest, if she... If, she reminds me of Adele, okay? I mean, Adele doesn't need the gimmick, clearly. She's, you know, owns it. I can sing. Everybody's like, yay, give her Grammys. Same thing as Lady Gaga. She didn't have, like, she wasn't wearing the meat dress, wasn't, you know, in the thingy wagon with, um, you know, Beyonce. Mm-hmm. We would still give her awards. She's talented. Very I, oh, talented. she's very talented. And she's got, I love her voice. And, and I love I, some of the music I've heard. I'm like, I'm I'm a man, and I will listen to this. Right. I will jam out to Edge of Glory. It'll, I mean, you can't help but jam out to Edge of Glory. There's saxophones. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing, like about Edge of Glory, is the fact that like it feels like it could belong in a police academy movie. <laughs> you know, it's like they, they they stumble upon the Blue Oyster Bar and they're not I'm a police academy movie. <laughs> Mahoney, Mahoney, and whatever Michael Winslow's character's name was riding down the road, and you just hear playing in the background. All the edge of glory. Oh, and hey, on a moment with you. Yeah, and, and like Mahoney's all like creeping up. It's like we're gonna play a play a joke, oh, you know, so, on the captain. Oh, it's gonna be great. Please, someone yeah, put a police academy montage together with Edge of Glory playing behind it, and you will be. <laughs> You will be immortalized forever in the Geek Out Loud Hall of Fame. I don't even have a Geek Out Loud Hall of Fame, but we will start it for you, whoever does yes, that. Yes, will. Oh, my Lanta. <laughs> that is amazing. I'm on the edge of glory. Oh. And I'm saying on a moat with you. Yeah, yeah it'd be great. <laughs> I could totally see. Oh, geez. Do you think ever remake like a police academy movie? I hope they like incorporate all that into it. Oh, they have to. Oh my gosh, they have to. Uh, We say we say all that to say, yeah, we hope there's a JLA movie one day. (laughs) 
We have there's a police academy movie one day. Oh, Lady Gaga music. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm surprised the they haven't. I'm surprised they haven't gone to the police academy well, with all the other remakes right? they're doing. Yeah. Well, I heard they're doing like a new police academy movie, or they're thinking about it. Is Steve Gutenberg involved? I don't know. Uh, I mean, do you think he's really okay to be involved? It's, hmm. I just feel like if Steve Gutenberg's not involved, then it's not police academy. That was my problem with Police Academy 6, Mission to Moscow. That's a good point. Good you point know. Steve. Yeah, I, Not going to lie. He just laid it out there for Kim, me. Kim, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot straight with you right now, and this may, this may ruin everyone's opinion of me, but I was a huge Police Academy fan back in the day. I loved Police Academy. Why does that ruin your credibility with people? Police Academy is the best thing ever. Like because, ever. because it's kind of become a punchline with a lot of people. It's not a punchline. Oh. The people who are punchlining it are people who don't know quality movies. It's a fantastic set of movies. <laughs> Listen, when when old Hooks with her little voice, she's like, please get out of the car. When she finally gets mad, she's like, don't move, dirtbag. You're like, that's great. Right? That's And like high tower and like the oh. high speed case of the, <laughs> when he's learning to drive and he has to take off the two seats. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> And Tackleberry. Like, like, whimsical music as, yes. he, and, as he navigates through his driving learning. It's, yes. it's so good. Yes, and Tackleberry with, with all the guns and everything. And, like, Tackleberry, like, oh, when Tackleberry meets his like, girlfriend and they have to like undo all the, the guns and they're flying on yes. the floor. It's, oh, yes. best thing ever. And, no, do not make any apologies for police academy. <laughs> Listen, police academy <laughs> is what made Bobcat Goldwaite such a celebrity. I'm sorry. Police Academy two and three. Ah, yeah. I, I used to like, want... like the, the outlaw, like with graffiti. Yes, <laughs> yes. And then he turned around and became a cop. And I used to like do Bobcat Goldway to all my friends all the time. Loved him. He's great. And then when I saw him in it's Freaky, time for a comeback. I'm sorry, it's time. It's time. It, and it's time to come back with that voice. When I saw him in one, did you ever see One Crazy Summer with John Cusack and Demi Moore? No. Oh my gosh, Kim, you need to get One Crazy Summer with John Cusack and Demi Moore. It is awesome. Bobcat Goldthwait plays in that. Is he and his he and the guy who who's with him play their brothers, and they're like uh, they're like mechanics, and they're hilarious. It's just such a good movie. It's a it's a great eighties romantic comedy kind of thing. Yeah. That I dig it. Yes, it's so good. Uh, anyhow. <laughs> We sell. Right, get on like a whole like police academy. It's easy to get on police academy standards. I'm not gonna lie. Hey, if you're just joining us, this is Geek Out Loud, and we're geeking out about the police academy movies. <laughs> True. Oh, I did love those movies, Kim. I was, and I still me am. Too. Oh my god, you just like give me a whole new fantasy about like Lady Gaga like music playing out the Blue Oyster. I want <laughs> uh, listen. Someone with more talent than me. Oh, playing at the Blue Oyster. Da 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> and Kim just pressed a button on her phone. <laughs> I did not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We got the touch tone. So I'm sorry. It's okay. It's it's hilarious. It adds it adds to the comedy, Kim. We're all about the comedy here on the Comedy <laughs> Geek Out Love podcast. That was funny. It's funny so, to push buttons. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny to push buttons. I love it. I love it so much. 
Let's Stop put, judging me, Steve. I'm, Kim, no judgment here. You do not see Wapner sitting in his chair with the robe on. That's all I'm no, saying. No, I do. No. I, I see Judge, Judge Marilyn Millian. No, wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Kim, here's someone who's been to Wikipedia today to find out who the current judge of People's Court is. It says Marilyn Millian. I hate that I know that, but I do. Nice. Ouch. Well, yeah. we <laughs> we say all that to say he's really mean, though. It's really good. <laughs> we <laughs> we we say all that to say um, we, we're looking forward to a JLA movie if they'll ever make it. We'll be there. Yeah, we'll be there. And donate to Autism Speaks. <laughs> yes, yes, and definitely donate to Autism Speaks in the name of Mahoney. Donate to Autism Speaks. In the name of Mahoney. Yes. In the Blue Oyster Club. In the words of the old commandant, we need many, many people. Many, many. To many. donate many, yes. many dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was fun. That yes. Was fun. Well, Kim, let's do, uh, real quick, let's do some. Snip it. Snip it. Snip it. Snip it. You're kind of hearing, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to bring it up like that, is the, uh, what was submitted to us by Robin Burge as the new snippet theme. I was going to say that was a bit like weird, but I'm, okay. I'm sorry, I didn't mean <laughs> Yay, for it. Yay, snippet. Yay, snippet. I didn't mean for it to come up that way. Uh, I was just. Thanks, Robin. Thanks, Robin. Oh <laughs> Robin. Uh, Robin, who was the first person ever to be steric on Geek Out Loud, um, I don't, I don't know if you heard that episode. I had Robin on to talk Karate Kid, mm-hmm. and before he ever came on, Derek and I recorded a whole conversation about something else. That I just took like clips of what Derek had to say, and, um, and as and as we began to talk, as I began to respond to this email, it was like I hit play, and it was like Derek interrupted me. And Robin's sitting there the whole time like, what's going on? What? Because Derek wasn't supposed to be with us. He's like, what's happening? What's going on? And so we had this whole monologue at the end where Derek was like, Robin, you're probably wondering what's going on right now. Well, you've just been steric. And, uh, oh, and, my. Yes. It was, it was really high-concept comedy, Kim. Um, Y'all became a verb. That's kind of weird. Yeah. It, well, okay. you know what got weird is when that Teen Wolf show came on MTV, and there was an actual shipper called Steric. That's when things got weird. I remember the whole... St- oh, wait. Hold on. I'm talking about the Twitter thing. The whole steric. We, we got you trending on the presidential thing back in... When was it? 2008? Yeah. I we, don't know. That's what... That's what I do remember that. Steric trended, didn't it? We did. We got it trending into, like, the whole, like, presidential... <laughs> in fact, before Twitter changed, like, yeah. 18 times. Can we, you know what? Let's make that a snippet, Kim, about how much Twitter has changed in the past two years. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> he just edited something out. <laughs> well, now this podcast is going to be a little bit of work. Twitter has changed so much. It has. Remember when it was just like people? It's not people anymore. Let's just, let's just like not do this part. <laughs> it's not, it just gets depressing, doesn't it? A little bit. Yeah. 
It really does. It, you know, I mean, it's so great that you can follow your favorite celebrities now on Twitter, but at the same time, it's just like, uh, when you've got CNN and Fox News, like we've got uh, we've got burgers make me fart on the Twitter uh, commenting on the presidential race now. It's like what? I mean, it's cool though. I like getting my news from Twitter. It's, you get you get Twitter news in a weird, you know, humorous fashion, which I guess makes the world suck less a little bit. <laughs> Everybody's a comedian, or they think they are. Everybody is a comedian, including myself. Indeed, I'm very funny, indeed. Apparently, I, I don't know. I think I'm funny. I had a whole like, you know, Iron Man cast, joke cast Iron thought. Man. Come on, that was really good. Steve. Did you did you okay. really see Avengers cookware in a store? It is in Williams Sonoma. They they have this whole Avengers line right now of aprons. I know that they have the aprons because I actually bought the Captain America apron. Thank you very much. That's that's awesome. Um, yeah, I know, but they have. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. I just like to revisit what just happened in case anyone missed it. I was like, that is awesome. Yeah, I know. Duh. Yeah, fatty. I know. It really is. Yeah. Because I wouldn't have bought it if it wasn't awesome. Indeed. Um, there's, they had Avengers um, aprons, uh, cupcake holders, decorations, Man. cookie cutters. I'm going to make some Star Wars cookies next time somebody comes over. Oh. I'm, just, I'm just saying. I'm on, I, I'm on I my way. Them. I'm booking my flight right now. Yes. I will make you some X-Wing sugar cookies. That's what I'm talking I'm about. Saying. No, I'm just saying they're they're there. And in the words, cookies. is it Jim Gaffigan who says, "Why do they call them sugar cookies? Aren't they just cookies?" Right. I because mean, cookies, but they're they're sugar cookies. Let's face it. It's, there's there's cookies. There's chocolate chip. Yes, you indeed. know, oatmeal raisin, uh, macadamia nut. Mm. But there's the sugar cookies, mm-hmm. which enable you to decorate on them. Yes. It's, there's something yes. special within themselves. Let's not discount the, the awesomeness of the sugar cookies. Yes, Pinky. Yeah, but it's great. They have a whole line of things. I went to Wayne Snowmo's geeking out for and a you, little. And you felt like they missed an opportunity. I did, because they, you know, had Star Wars, cookie cutters, Avengers, aprons. I was like, where is the cast Iron Man skillet? Indeed. I'm sorry, but I mean, I would buy the heck out of a cast Iron Man skillet. What would a cast Iron Man skillet look like? I mean, would it be the mask? Would it just be a, an iron skillet? I mean, I have a feeling it would have like the, the super protective coating of yeah. a you know cast iron pan mm-hmm. with maybe a uh, hollow center that would, would double as an arc reactor okay. of some sort. I don't know. I just I thought there was opportunity there, and they totally missed it. Because if they had it, I would have bought it. I would have I locked down $100 for a pot or yes, a pan yes. right then if they would have had it in Iron Man fashion. I, I, feel I would like, love that sitting on my stove. I feel, like, I feel like a cast iron skillet would either be just a red and gold skillet, you know, with some kind of red and gold. I don't know. I've never seen a color. It doesn't have a red skillet. It's a Le Creuset, and they're expensive as they is. But it's not right. Iron Man. Right. I happily replace the Le Creuset skillet. But now, if it's going to be Man. if it's going to be iron, I've never seen a, a true blue iron skillet colored anything but black. That's true. But this is what I'm saying. This brilliant Sonoma. They make a billion dollars a year. They can afford to design. They can afford to work miracles. They can. Yes. I mean, 
I'm a woman. I am, you know, a geek. Yeah. There's there's a market. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Uh, well, I'm all just I'm saying, saying I'm a fat Sonoma. guy. <laughs> and I'm a geek, and I love to cook, so there's a market. I do, and it's, it's come on, seriously. Yeah. But, okay. Anyhow, yeah. so... I know. Yeah. I, I, I stressed out about that for about 30 yes. seconds the other day. Yeah, it's you true. did. Yeah, I got the text. Is this funny? Yeah, <laughs> I texted you. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Nobody like, laughed at my joke. It. You're like, that's not funny. I did You're not say that's is. not funny. I said that's, it was? I said that's cute funny. Yeah, you said it's cute funny. It felt like it's funny funny. Because it was funny funny, I felt better about it. But then they shot <laughs> me down. I'm You're sorry, like, You're not, no, stop, stop with your creativity. It's not, it's not working for you. I've, I've got to learn, I've got to learn to not be so brutally honest, I guess. I guess. I guess yeah, so. Yeah, that could have been sugarcoated a little bit better. I'm, I'm sorry. I was trying to sugarcoat it. I'm there terrible There could have been the extra candy shell around <laughs> that. That would have been a bit... <laughs> <laughs> An extra candy shell. A double coating of a candy shell. Yeah, I guess I got to be better at the old sugar coating. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, it's okay. The, uh, anyhow, what were we talking about? Police Academy. No. I don't know. I don't Police either. Police Academy or uh, Iron Man. It's a great, <laughs> let me tell you something. It's a great segue into, yes, there was a, uh, the world premiere out in L.A. of The Avengers has happened. <gasps> Um, I've I've read one review. It was very non-spoilery, which is how I like it. I've read several. No. <laughs> Forget you, host I'm of Geek Out Loud. You just think you're a geek. I read several reviews. <clears throat> don't, I don't want to spoil anything. Please don't spoil anything for me. I'm not going to. Okay, I'm just saying, because I've got a question to come up next. Have you seen anything negative about said movie? I have not. Me I've seen nothing but positive. That's all I've seen. so happy. And and you so mentioned excited. it earlier. In fact, like after, like on the heels of this whole like positive, you know, talk about it, I sent this mass email out yesterday to everybody I know in the Bay Area. I'm like, we're doing an Avengers party. Let's go watch it. Let's go hang out. It's going to be an event. And like, nice. I even attached like a picture of the Avengers poster trailer. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm so excited. laughs> but, <laughs> nice. I, it's going to be great. Let me tell you. I'm some. excited. Like, I'm officially, I was excited before, but like seeing, and I follow a bunch of people on Twitter who are very um, honest movie reviewers sure. who, you know if you can see like a pile of crap if you're like hey this was a total pile of crap they weren't this was like oh my god this is the best thing ever and and I'm literally beyond excited about yes. going to see it indeed indeed I listen after I all I had to see was someone talking about how awesome the Hulk was in it I've seen like so many people talk about the Hulk and I'm, and I'm excited about that because I don't know it's he's not the most recent Marvel movie, you know, person. It's, you know, we've, we've had Thor, we've had Iron Man, we've had, you know, all these people recently, but the Hulk, you know, hasn't been around since, you know, kind of Edward Norton days. Right. And right. I don't know. I'm, they say he steals a movie, and yes. I'm excited about that. I'm very excited about that because you know, and it's no secret on this podcast, my love for The Incredible Hulk. I do, but you know, it makes me really sad because it's it's to me the Hulk movies. I mean, I love them personally, mm-hmm. but they didn't work, you know, on on the broad appeal, on, the, you know, sort of with everybody. Yeah, 
And it's like, oh, Marvel, come on, get your stuff together. You can make him work and, and, and steal the show in mm-hmm. this mass kind of, you know, um, involvement of a movie. Yeah. Make a great Hulk movie. It would well, be fantastic. I feel, like, I feel like the second Hulk movie, The Incredible Hulk, suffered because of Ang Lee's movie. Um, I don't know. I love the second one better than the first oh, one. Oh, yes, definitely. For years, and I've, I think I've, this is something I've said before, that for the years between Hulk and the Incredible Hulk, I constantly defended Hulk, not because I love the movie, but because I love the Hulk. And and so I was defending that movie to people as as we would talk about it. And I was like, you, you got to understand, there's a psychological edge to it. And he really explored this depth and that depth. And when the Incredible Hulk hit, I'm like, finally, I have to quit. I can finally quit defending that first movie and I can just talk about how amazing The Incredible Hulk was it was a great movie it really was it was and and, and to, I'm, I'm, I'm excited if they, if they did him right in this movie I'm excited and I was hella skeptical because I'm not a Joss Whedon fangirl at all right yes and, and I love him like I loved Buffy back mm-hmm. when I was you know, in high school and stuff but this is you know, a million years later, because I'm 28, and <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't aged well. Is my point? Sure. sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I mean, I was skeptical, but if he pulled it off, I'm so excited. I'll, I'll, I'll totally be Team Joss again. Well, what I like is that this is Joss Whedon, who in in the confine in the confines of here's the story we want. Go tell this story. You know, Joss Whedon wasn't wasn't given these characters and say, "Go do with what you want." He wasn't told that. He was told, "Here's the story we want. Go make this happen." And and I feel like having work, you know, having to work in those confines and knowing that, you know, these other characters are going to have sequels. You know, there's going to be an Iron Man three. There's going to be a Captain America two. There's going to be a Thor two. There's going to be all this stuff. Yay, Captain America two! Indeed, Sorry. indeed. Yay, yes, Kip. Yes, Captain America two. <laughs> Um, you know, I just I think that what you're going to get is is the is the imagination of Whedon, and I don't think that anyone, even myself, who I'm not a big Whedon fan, I think Joss Whedon has an incredible imagination, and I think he has a great way of telling uh, stories where people are having to interact with one another. I think that's one of the things he's really good at, and to see to know there's two things that just get me so stoked. Number one, it's to see the clip where Iron Man gets knocked out of the sky and he's just crashing and you see the Hulk jump up and save him and you know, then slide down that building. And then two, the conversation with Tony Stark and Loki where Tony, where you know Loki's like, I have an army. And Tony Stark's like, hmm, we have a Hulk. We have a Hulk. Oh, my God. Right? Yes. That's what you need. Yes. Like, Come on, Loki. You know, Loki, is that really what you're going to bring? Because we have a Hulk. Ugh. And that's the thing I'm is, sorry. I love Loki. Just shied away at that point. So I'm, I, I'm not going to win this, right? <laughs> I just the thing is, is if you, you know, Kim, I've I've read comics since I was like a kid in middle school, and 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 to know that the rest of the Marvel universe, that the Hulk has always been this thing that's like we can't contain him. We cannot contain this creature. He's too he powerful. And to know that I, that Tony Stark looks at him, and says, we got a Hulk. And to know what that means to the Marvel Universe and to this movie, I'm like, 
finally, someone understands this isn't just a cycle. This is just a big green monster who just gets mad and who just wants, yeah. and, and he's not bad. He's not evil. He's just like, Rawr! and it's like, yes. Uh, wow. I just, I know I became completely incoherent there, but that's, that's the thing. It's like, I'm just so excited to see this. And yeah, he looks, I love it. I love it. It's, it's the whole time to shine in my opinion. I, it really is. I agree. And, but the thing is, is everything I've seen from this movie excites me. There's nothing that I've seen out of this movie. I'm, I totally yeah. agree. <laughs> so, I love it. I love it. So May 4th wait. can't I'm get so here fast. I'm so excited. I'm trying to like, uh, make an event of this. Yeah, that's awesome. Flight, you're really happy. I'm booking my flight now to the Bay Area. Let's go. Yes. We're going to have to sing. It's going to be great. And There's here's what's du- here's and, what's double great yeah. about it, Kim. Here's what's double great. Okay. It's coming out on May 4th, which is unofficial mm-hmm. Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. May the 4th be with you, Steve. And so it's unofficial Star Wars Day. It's the Avengers. It's like I'm going to sit down that day, and, and, and either before I see the Avengers or after... I'm not going to be watching all the Marvel movies. I'm going to be watching Star Wars. So I'm going to get to compact Avengers and Star Wars into one amazing day. And it's just I mean, because that's what you do on the 4th. You watch freaking Star Wars, yes. right? Yes. That's all you do on the 4th. You, you pop it. Yay, thank you, Blu-rays. Oh but my. you put in all the Blu-rays and you watch them. Here went the button. This will be my first like, Blu-ray year. I'm excited. Oh, yes. I, uh, Kim, I'm so glad you're excited for the Avengers. Me too. Because I, you, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad I'm excited about them too. Because if I wasn't, I'd it, be sad. Yeah. Well, myself. Here's the thing. Isn't it great to be excited about superhero movies? You know, I mean, it's great, and this is a great year to be excited about superhero movies. You have you know the Avengers, you have the Dark Knight Rises. It's just going to be fantastic. Yes. I'm so excited. Yeah. You have, you know, Prometheus, and you know, it's not quite superhero, but it's sci-fi. Oh, it's, de- it's genre. Hello. It's genre. You have a, it's a great year to be a geek. Yes, it is. It, it really is. This year, this is almost like 2008 when we had Iron Man and the Incredible Hulk and the Dark Knight. No, they would say this is like 2011. Let's face it. They would say this is like, I think everybody's kind of like gotten on to the whole genre thing. And it's, mm, this is like 2000. We had Thor and X-Men. That's and true. We did have a lot last year. Captain America and Green Lantern. Green Lantern was terrible. And Transformers but, 3, which I loved. Don't don't don't. Come. I did too. I'm an apologist about that too. Oh, thank Kim. We're like twins right now. We are. <laughs> it's like if I pinched myself, you'd friends? feel it. It's like if I pinched myself, you'd totally feel it. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, uh, don't I, don't even get me started on Transformers because that's a whole show in and of itself. That. That Transformers Three, The Dark of the Moon. Oh my Lanta! I love that movie. I really do. Oh, it's good. It's really good. And so, uh, and 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 Green Lantern. I'm a little kinder to than you are. Um, I'm not. I hate it. Green Lantern is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I hated it. Uh, it the thing, the we thing, walked through that theater. We had like a forty-five minute discussion about how terrible it was. <laughs> it was bad. The thing is, I, I think my problem with Green Lantern is it's like Warner Brothers. Look what's being done around you. Look at what's being done around you. Why can you not just get people who will get this right? No, it just it just wasn't good. Mm-mm. 
I mean, I'm, I'm not hating on Green Lantern. I love Green Lantern. He's sure. fantastic. Sure. There's some story there, and that's the thing about it the most, is the fact that it failed so epically. <laughs> yeah. I, and, that's, and that's what I'm saying. It's like, I'm though I'm kinder to Green Lantern than a lot of people seem to be, it, it's just, you know, it's it's just my nature, I guess, to be that way but when it comes right down to it i want to look at i want to talk to the studio execs at wonder brothers and be like look look at what's being done right over here why can't you do that you you've got the capability to do something amazing and you just refuse to do it it's true yeah. and it's the bad thing about like ryan reynolds is like i i thought you know same thing it's you see these comedy actors. I mean, historically, he's a comedic actor right, who's right. very funny and charming, et cetera, et cetera. So is Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chris Evans managed to pull it off yes. with the whole Captain yeah. America, very earnest. He he sold it. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds did not. No, I agree and with I that. I wish he would because he's a great actor. I love. I love. Love. love Listen, love Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds is a charming individual. I he he. That's that was to me. That was one of the more redeeming things. It's like I just couldn't hate the guy because he's so charming. He's just a it's char- true. He's just a charming individual, you know. So it's true. But yeah, I agree. Yeah. So I just you know, I, I we say all that to say we're looking forward to the Avengers snippet <laughs> and <laughs> yay Avengers. Oh my Atlanta yay Avengers. Black Widow. Yes. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson, how you doing? I can't wait. I'm seriously so excited to see you. You don't understand. On uh, on ain't it cool dot news on ain't it cool dot news on ain't it cool news. Um, they had that's where I saw it. I don't know where they where they were linked from. I can't remember, and I apologize for that right now. But they had 20 minutes worth of basically B roll behind the scenes footage, and there's nothing too spoilery in there. It's a lot of stuff like you'd see on DVD extra or something like that, and um. It, it, and I just, I mean, it just made me more, I, I watched about half of it, and it just made me that much more excited for the movie, you know, and, and like I say, everything that's come out where people are like, it's an action thrill ride a minute, you know, but with great character development and, and a wonderful story, what more can you ask for, you know? Hey, can I ask you a question? What, what do you think is going to be the biggest movie, like this or Dark Knight? Or um, <laughs> I, right now... And, and, and uh-huh. probably because it's so close to the release that the product that the promotion machines in full swing. If you ask me right now on April twelfth at the time of this recording, uh, I've got to say probably this. But I don't know when the Dark Knight Rises promotion machine really kicks into high gear. Um, and depending on I, the thing is, I don't. I feel like I don't know near as much about Dark Knight Rises as I do about this. And, right, and I know what. Well, happened. that's because like Nolan's like hella secretive and stuff about you know his filming, and mm-hmm. I think all those little snippets we saw about six months ago were totally fabricated. Yeah, but well, and that's yeah. and that's the thing is I just and, and from some of the stuff we've seen from Dark Knight Rises, it looks amazing. I'm just so excited about the Avengers that I sometimes forget Dark Knight Rises is coming out. And, and oh no! I know, isn't that terrible? But I really feel like that Warner Brothers needs to get on the ball and really start promoting this thing more. 
you know? I don't think they really need to, to be honest. They have, I mean, a fan base. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I love the Batman fan base. It's, it's just astonishing to me. But the thing, I say that because the thing, with the, if you're talking about in terms of what's going to be more successful, you know, with The Dark Knight, you had... I mean, I, I'm not trying to, I don't know, I don't want to be crass or, or dismissive of, of a serious situation, but I think part of the success of The Dark Knight Rises was the death of Heath Ledger. And I think that that, as tragic as it was, played into the hype it of, did play into of The, the Dark Knight. In a good way. I mean, you can take that out of the, out of the equation. It was still just an amazing, I, I watch it like all the time. It's a great <laughs> movie. I love it. The Dark Knight is amazing mm-hmm. on so many levels. And I love Christopher Nolan. I mean, it, this might be part of it, but I, just, yeah. I love his movies. Yeah, you know, I've, I've heard people kind of dog on Inception, and we had a whole segment a couple of episodes back where we had an emailer who, who kind of he sent me a video where they deconstructed the chase scene of The Dark Knight and showed why it doesn't make sense. But, you know, it's like I was talking to Derek then. In the moment, I never, I never noticed any of that. You know, I was never put off by the chase scene. I was never confused by the chase scene. I was just so into what was going on. Yeah. And 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 that movie, you know, the the performances all the way around. I was never put off by Batman's voice like some people were. Um, you know, I love Morgan Freeman. There was so much good about that film that. To me, you know, and I think what happened is, is people went to see it out of curiosity of, oh, this is, you know, it wasn't Heath Ledger's last film, but, you know, from the public perception, it was. And and I think a lot of people went to see it, and they were surprised by such a great movie that they went back, you know, with other people. And that accounted for its financial success. With The Dark Knight Rises, I don't know, I'm going to have to wait until the promotion. And two, The Dark Knight had all this viral marketing behind it and everything that went on. Leading up to it, you know, there hasn't been that with the Dark Knight Rises, but I, I, you know, definitely there's gonna be though. I mean, it's 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 not close to coming out. We have another few months to happen, but it's gonna happen. Yeah, it's gonna explode. I can't wait. I I mean, I think it's gonna be amazing, and 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 from all the behind the scenes stuff we've seen, it's gonna be absolutely epic. You know, it's, and I say that so many people say epic all the time, but I say that I mean. When you look at the fight scene that was released, you know, well, not released, but leaked, you know, some of the filming of the fight scene with all these people on the street just, you know, fighting and Batman and Bane on the steps of what looked like a courthouse. When you when you see pictures, I'm sorry, spoilers, when you see pictures of, like, the Batwing flying down a city, you know, or the Batcopter or whatever it is, um, you throw well, in... Why is the Batcopter a spoiler? I mean, come on. I don't know. It's, you know how... Kim, let's be honest. No, it's like, it, let's just add a dash of awesome to this <laughs> anticipation. Yeah, well, in our world, Kim, in the world, in the, in the circles in which we hang, the smallest things can be like, hey, guys, hey, guys, spoiler. You guys, you made <laughs> spoiler. a spoiler. <laughs> I didn't know the Batcopter was in there. Spoiler, guys, come on. I'm unfollowing you. Come on, I'm unfollowing <laughs> you because you totally spoiled it. What is your problem, man? God. Right, there's a bat wing in there. I'm, I'm I, I totally, following you. I totally hate you. For I don't want to know there's a bat wing. I want to know nothing. I've been avoiding but everything. I'm you completely things. ruined it. Well, just yeah. that that whole conversation that's in one of the it's in the teaser where Gordon's like in a hospital bed. Jim Gordon's in a hospital bed, and you hear him talking. It sounds like he's talking to Christian Bale. And and uh, and 
whoever he's talking to says, what if Batman doesn't exist anymore? He's like, he must. He must exist. He must. He must. You know, and it's like, So, so, uh, obviously, I think the story is going to be what sells that movie more than anything else because that's the thing with... Listen, I love Batman Begins. I can't... I, I love to watch that movie. I love to watch The Dark Knight. These are especially on Blu-ray with The Dark Knight. It's so beautiful. My Lanta, what an incredibly well-shot movie. And, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to Dark Knight Rises, by the way. Me too. And, in case any... If you're just joining us here on Geek Out Loud, we're looking forward to The Avengers and Dark Knight Rises, and we'll get peppered with a little amazing Spider-Man in there as well. Oh, my. So... Are we peppered with, like, Amazing Spider-Man? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, let's not forget that's coming out. And it looks like they're... I'm sorry. I, I'm looking forward to that movie. It looks good. I mean, I am, too. It looks really good. But to me, it's the wrong year. I mean, I get it, though. It's, sure. They have this whole contractual obligation. Well, they've got to, to retain the rights. They've got the rights yeah. by 2000. 13 or whatever it is. Yeah. I, I don't know, but oh, wrong year. Yeah. I mean, I love Spider-Man. Do you it's think it's going to well, think it's just gonna get lost in the shuffle? I mean, if it's coming out between Avengers and Dark Knight and Prometheus, I mean, there's so many good movies coming out this summer. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just going to be lost in the mix, to be honest, because <laughs> we've all seen the Spider-Man story. We haven't seen... The conclusion of <laughs> Batman, or you know, just the other. Yeah, I just I'm not feeling it. No, I'll go see. I'll, I will totally see Amazing Spider-Man. My problem is, I, I don't think a lot of other people will. I mean, just well, well, Kim, I take you back outside to, the geek. You know, sure. Well, circle. I take you back to 2002. The year was 2002, and Craig Kilborn was doing the Late Late Show, not Craig Ferguson. And he had a <laughs> he had a segment he called Dear Blank. And in 2002, I, I was watching one night, and he said uh, it was Dear Spider Man. Congratulations, you're number one this week. The whole world loves you. So sorry that Star Wars is coming out next weekend. Um, and I think it's going to be a similar thing. I think it's going to be wow. We all remember. You know, we're all there. It's like, wow, this is such a great movie. They did it so well. They got things right. And then, boom, here comes the Dark Knight Rises. And it's going to be like, oh, my Atlanta. It's Batman. I'm Batman. And <laughs> I'm Batman. And I think people I think people will forget about Spider-Man. So. I mean, I, I still think it'll make, like, a boatload of money. But, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well. It can make, like, an, an extra boatload of money. Like if there was a boat like being towed behind the boat, sure. it would have it happened. <laughs> well, but the thing is, is, is if it comes out next summer. year, if it comes <laughs> if it comes out in twenty thirteen, it's coming out with uh, Man of Steel. I know, I Man of Steel, and you know, Thor two, mm. a bunch of things. Yeah. But yeah, now I get it. Yeah. I get it. So um, it's it's hard to get a good date nowadays. Sure. You know. I, yeah, totally, totally. So, um, we say all that to say we're looking forward to the Avengers, Dark Knight Rises, and uh, we'd love for him to make a JLA movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Kim, w- one of the things that you and I have in common 
outside of the police academy love is <laughs> is there anything else <laughs> no i mean podcast over go to geekoutloud.com or geekoutpodcast.com tinyurl.kkjord.com for i can't even say the urls right <laughs> um <laughs> yes pinky um Yay. Uh, one of the things we have in common, and it's something that, you know, we've talked about briefly because I always, my thing is whenever I'm in a real conversation with someone like on the phone or in real life is I really try to keep the old geek lid on. I really, I don't know why I do this, but I really try to make sure that I don't just geek out on somebody um, because a lot of times that scares people. Are you about to kick out of me? Mm-hmm. You are. Uh, totally. I think I'm... And, and what I'm going to do is, is draw the geek out of you as well, Kim. One of okay. the th- One of the things we have in common is a love for what is the greatest movie franchise of all time. Star Wars! Star Wars, baby. That's what I'm talking about. I'm I just spoiled it. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. I, I love the enth- I love the enthusiasm with which you came to the table. Um, because apathy about Star Wars is something up with which I will not put. Um, the, the, uh, this is something, and again, you know, every now and again. Someone will say something, and I'll go on Twitter, and I'll see where someone has to dog Star Wars or make a George Lucas joke or make a Jar Jar joke, and I just... You'll get this string of Twitter comments from Steve about how awesome Star Wars is, and then about two hours later, I'll either get a text or a tweet from Kim, I hate that I missed your Star Wars rant. (laughs) (laughs) And... It's like, and then I'm all embarrassed. I'm like, I did do that, didn't I, in public? Went on a Star Wars rant. But Kim, this is the foundation of my geekdom. I love Star Wars. I get it. It's the foundation of mine too. <laughs> I mean, let, let me just start out in the lamest way possible. How awesome is Star Wars? It's really awesome. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, everyone. <laughs> Yay, Star Wars! <laughs> Kim, tell us your Star Wars tale. How do you remember how you were introduced to the wars? I do. It's one of my like earliest memories. It's so bizarre. <laughs> that no, that's great. No, it's great. <laughs> it is great. So I have a brother that's like about six years older than me, mm-hmm. and so when I was a child, my 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 father, who wanted to pass this on to his child, his his you know his his son, his man child, his man child, was like, let's sit down, let's watch Star Wars. I'm like, okay, I'm just hanging around. I'll come watch Star Wars for you too. <laughs> so we did. We all gathered around, watched Star Wars at the yeah. house. My mom was not working. My dad, you know, hung out with us. I'm like, okay. So we watched flowers. And my, my brother didn't quite like it for some weird reason. And 
I was like, Dad, this is our bonding moment. <laughs> In my childhood, this just happened. We watched Star Wars. Oh, what's, what's going to happen? Because we just watched the first one. Yes. I'm a little bit apprehensive about what's going on. And it was the birth of something great in my life because I just instantly fell in love with the whole universe. It was it was great. Can you narrow down a favorite of the of, of the movies? My favorite movie. Mm-hmm. Your favorite Star Wars movie, yeah. It easily Empire Strikes Back. Okay. I mean, I feel like that's the the cliche, but yeah. it's true. I mean, that's that's when it all came together mm-hmm. with the whole your father and you know this, all this extra drama going on. It was it, it kind of went beyond the space tilt era and went to something real that you know anybody could relate to. It was great. <laughs> It went to something real. The minute he said, no, I am your father. Kim's like, oh, it just I got real. It, it was, just it was got real. Beyond, like, we're in space. We're like flying around. and you Vader know, just I dropped mean, the mic. Vader it, just it dropped the mic. That. It was like, oh, I'm, I'm your daddy. It was like, oh, I'm your daddy. Shut up, Steve. No, no. It's 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 amazing. The, the drama that is there in Empire, in that moment, you know, and... and and it's become a cliche. It's become a, a, a punchline in, 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 in society and in our pop culture. But that moment way back then is so huge. It's something that no one saw coming. It's something that no one imagined could be possible. Because here's the most evil man in the galaxy, and here's this kid that everyone's been rooting for, you know, throughout you know these two movies to do the right thing and be and be good and and take out Vader, you know, and and now this man stands over this this chasm. And he's trying to get this kid to come join him. And he says, Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. And he's like, he told me enough. He told me you killed him. And and he's like, no, I am your father. It's just like you could hear the collective gasp of the world, not just the nation, not just the theater, but the world as it's like, no way. And, and you know, I had a debate with friends. And, of course, I was I was three years old. When Empire Strikes Back came out, I fell asleep about the time that the Adats attacked, and I woke up about the time that Luke was fell into Lando's arms in the Millennium Falcon. But the thing is, I, later on in life, I had a debate with my friends of when Luke found out Luke, that Vader was his father, and and I had friends that said, "Well, it was Jedi," because until then he could have been lying, and that never occurred to me that people might have thought mm-hmm. that Vader was lying. But there were people who literally thought Vader was lying to Luke in that moment. Why would he be lying? He was like a machine. Well, I'm, no, the thing is, it's like, why would he lie, you know? That's like Terminator, like, status, <laughs> intelligence. He's not, he's not quite there. He's no, there. And, and but that's the thing, is it never occurred to me as a kid that Vader was lying in that moment, but to other people, I guess, who were kids and, and who were old enough to remember at the time, that's kind of how they dealt with him. Well, he must be lying. He's evil. He's 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 He would never tell the truth, and he's just trying to get Luke off his game. But to find out, you know, yes, he is, and, and to see the journey that Luke takes, that moment was huge. Now, I say all that. I love Empire Strikes Back. Return of the Jedi is still my favorite of the six. But I love Return of the Jedi. Sure. I'm not going to lie. But oh, yeah. yeah. Well, listen, the, the thing is, is, is I ask you what's your favorite, knowing that you love them all, you know. I do. I love them. I actually love them all. I'm one of the few that love them all. Oh, I... 
Me too. Kim? And clean the prequels. I'm yes. Sorry. Yes. Kim, where were you in 1999 when The Phantom Menace came out? I was at a movie theater yeah. in Houston amongst people that were dressed. I wasn't dressed, sure. but yeah, we were there enjoying the moment together. Mm-hmm. I was there. Yeah. What, did you, I mean, when you walked out of the theater after seeing it, were you disappointed? Were you let down? Of course not. Okay. I mean, it was. <laughs> I love Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> You, the, the thing is, is, is I remember that night. And Kim, I was, how old were you in, in 99? You were a teenager I was still. Eight, I was 18 years old. Okay. Yeah, I was like 22, okay? Okay. I drug, uh, like, a circle of my friends out to uh, the premiere of Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, let's go hang out. Let's go see Star Wars. Let's go to the night. And then, and then, and then. So we went. And, you know, I'm all excited. It was, it was great. Come on. I mean, that's a menace. Let's oh, face it. Kim, I loved it. I we I went with a couple of friends, and when we came out of the theater, we the went to... The of the fates. Oh, like, my gosh. We yeah. took we took straws out of our drinks and were fake lightsaber fighting. I mean, we were kids. We were kids again. Okay, we were making fun of the people dressed up. Nice. Nice. I know. <laughs> um, you, you know, you talk about Empire being your favorite because that's when stuff really got real. Uh what is it about Star Wars in general that you just absolutely love, though? Just love the struggle. That, yes. You know, it, it's to me, it's a timeless story that can yes. pretty much apply to any time, oh. to any group of people. It's, it's. I don't know. I can't. I can't pinpoint it. It's just something that rang true to me, and yeah. Yeah, it got me. I mean, officially, Star Wars was what brought me out, like as a geek. Yes. I mean, it was what started the whole. I love fantasy. I love you know. Mm-hmm. I love <laughs> I love space. I love you know everything about the entire genre. Mm-hmm. It was something great. The, so the I mean, moment that's, that's what I love about Star Wars. Yeah, the moment in Star Wars, and and I still call the original trilogy Star Wars: Empire and Return of the Jedi. I I, I have a hard time going Episode Four: A New Hope. Um, when the moment in Star Wars when Luke, you know, after he's had his conversation with Uncle Owen, and you know, and they're like, and Aunt Bru's like, "Where are you going?" He's like, "Nowhere." I guess the, I guess I'm not going anywhere. I got to finish cleaning those droids, and <laughs> and he walks up, and he's looking out over the sunset, and that music swells up. It's like binary sunset. Yes, the binary sunset and the Force theme, you know, comes up, and it's just like, you know. I mean, Kim, how many of us in our lives, and I, and I don't mean to get too serious here, but but seriously, how many of us in our lives have had that moment where it's just like we're we're longing for something more than where we're at, you know, and we're it's looking... It's one of the most beautiful moments. Oh. I mean, and you know how much I love movies. Yes. I love all kinds of movies. Yes. But like, I love that in particular because it's... It, it's it's amazing. It's, it's yeah, just like you said, it's it's just wanting something more, wanting something, knowing you're destined for something more. It's ah, it's gorgeous. It it's is the best. It is. it is, and and then to see though, you know, it. I guess the thing about it is, is it all even the prequels to an extent? And I'm not even gonna say to an extent. Even the prequels, the the basic themes that are there all are so true 
to life. And I know we're listening. We're going to get an email. And someone's going to be like, "Well, you know, George Lucas was the was a student of Joseph Campbell in his mythology and in, in in the in the archetypes of mythology is what he." <laughs> of course, and I understand that. But what you point me to another movie and to another series of movies that so completely encapsulates all that, you know, from the political corruption. In, in the prequels and, and, and the struggle in one person who wanted so desperately to be the hero of everything, but he becomes like the worst villain in the galaxy. To 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 the to the original trilogy of this kid who he does long for something more and he's going after his he wants to go after a destiny that he feels like he is meant for and the cost of that that he never took into consideration the fact that he has, you know, and, and again, it's one of those things, I guess it's almost in some ways become a bit of a punchline where Luke goes back to the farm, you know, when he realizes Aunt, Uncle Owen and Aunt Brewer are in danger and he shows up and the people who have raised him and cared for him since he was a baby are lying dead, you know, amongst the smoldering ruins of, of, of a farm, you know, that's the cost of what it took for him to go after his dreams. You know, that's, that's, and, and the thing is, it's like, in real life, that's what happens. If we're going to go after our dreams, a lot of times we've got to count the cost. And again, I don't mean to get too serious about things, but it's like this, this series, these movies totally capture so much truth in them. And it's like, yeah. I, and, and I guess... Maybe these are like everything that we hope to be. I mean, in seriousness, that's what I think Star Wars... I mean, that's why it has this like a universal love for it. Is, it's, it's what we want to be. It's, no, I want to be the yeah. savior. No, 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 no. But well, Luke Skywalker is just seriously the coolest guy ever. Well, and, and right down to like, you know, I guess the thing is, it's like... You know, and when people start complaining about Ewoks and Jar Jar and, and this joke and that joke, it's like, you're missing... I mean, I hate Jar Jar, though. I mean, let's face it, but he kind of sucks, but... Kim. Yeah. Kim. Come on, now. I, 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 I can't. I'm sorry. Uh, mm. Well, we won't go there, but I'm just saying... I have kids. I, I know. I love him. It's great. Like, <laughs> I get... I know, get, I, I get Jar Jar. I get... You know, that's the great thing I, like, I love about George Lucas. He's... He's highly evolving because he he appealed to me as as a a ten year old and he's evolving to my children mm-hmm. who are you know six when they first discovered him yeah. like they they got the Jar Jar thing sure it was, it was their thing sure it, he's he's highly evolving and I dig that about him well and, and the thing is it's like if Jar Jar's not for you that's fine you know. But it doesn't ruin the whole series. He doesn't. No, not at all. I, I, Jar Jar does not ruin the whole series for you know? me at all. And nor do Ewoks ruin the whole series. No. And I'm sorry, Kim. This is not a safe place to hate on Ewoks. <laughs> they will eat you. They will capture you, cook you, and eat you. I know. They're going to throw all that thing. You don't believe me? I'm okay with that. Yeah, you don't believe me? Ask Han Solo. The only way he got <laughs> the only way he got out of that bind was a floating golden droid, my friend. And so, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but the, I mean, good thing for C three PO. He, you know, he knew his place. 
he's like, I'm going to rescue my friends right now because they're <laughs> on a spit. It's against my programming to impersonate a deity. He's about to be served with some Greek sauce. Some, <laughs> you know. It he's appears so you're to be the main course of the banquet. <laughs> He's all like, I love how casual he is about the whole thing. He's like, it appears you're to be the main course of the banquet in my honor. You know? <laughs> it's he like, really thanks. I about it. I mean, we, like, break it down. Like, C-3PO is like a bit of a bubble. He, what? <laughs> 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 I, I love- he was. I love the bit in uh, in Star Wars where he's talking to Uncle Owen, and he's to- he's so trying to sell himself to this human. He's so trying to get out of these Jawas. He's like, um, he's like, I-, I guess you're program for etiquette and protocol. Of course I am, sir. It's my primary function. He's like, well, I don't have any need for. He's like, of course you don't, sir. Not in an environment like this, anyway. And he's like, what I really need is a voice that a droid that understands the the binary load language of voice evaporators. Evaporators? Why, sir? My first pro. My first. And he's like, he's like totally trying to sell himself. He's like, all right, shut up, shutting up, sir. You know. And it's just like, I am everything you need. And so, in any situation, people don't realize this. In any situation, three PO is like, how can I save my golden skin here? What can I yeah, do for I mean, me? Yeah. I mean, C-3P is pretty much like the greatest person ever. Oh. He's, he's self-serving, but at the end of the day, he's oh, sure. pretty good. Sure, when he gets blown up and, and Chewbacca puts him back together and they're sitting there in the prison, he's like, well, this isn't right. I can't see anything. And then when he turns his eyes on, he's like, oh, oh you stupid lunk, I'm backwards. And Chewie's like, <laughs> just laughing at it. It's like this moment just before they drag Han in, who's been completely tortured by Vader, you know, and it's like there's a funny little moment in there with 3PO and Chewie. But um but the thing is it's like the the truths that are in this in, in this series of films, like right down to the end, I mean, listen, if the prequels did nothing else, they they enhance the power of the scene in Empire when when the Emperor is killing Luke and Vader picks the Emperor up and throws him over the, the, the the chasm, you know, and, and basically kills the emperor. Um, it's it, and, and comes back to the good side. It's like you in that moment, you know, you can almost put a flashback in there if you wanted to, as Vader looks at Luke and, and, and just the flashes of, of him as a child winning the, the pod race and, you know, and, and his first encounter with Padme and, and later marrying Padme in a secret, you know, ceremony in Naboo and, you know, and just in her telling him she's pregnant, and all of this stuff comes flashing back to him, and he realizes, this is my child. This is the last connection I'll ever have to the woman I loved with everything that I am. You're not going to yeah. kill him. You're not going to take this away from me, you know? No, it all has this, like, total romantic facet, and I appreciate that. Oh, my gosh. It's and- great. No, I love the pre- no, I love the prequels. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not a hater. Sure, I know you're not. That's why I've talked st- That's why I wanted to talk Star Wars with you. Yay. Yeah, because because I know you love it. I know you do. You know, and and, and I'm sorry that I've run my mouth so much, but I just start talking about yeah, it. I get no so... I, I, mean, I, I get it. Well... <laughs> That's the thing. It's like, I get it. Steve, Steve, it's okay. I totally get it. I've connected the dots. <laughs> like, I get why. I can't wait the prequels to work. <laughs> oh, listen, Kim, I was watching Return of the Jedi the other night. I had it on. And it comes down to the end, and Vader's like, just once, let me look on you with my own eyes. And I started um, to choke up. I started to get teared up. It's emotional. Oh. Not, yeah. 
so it's good. An emotional moment for us all. And on Blu-ray, it's so beautiful. Blu-ray is so pretty. Oh my Atlanta, they're beautiful on Blu-ray. I just can't they get really over. Are. I just can't get over. Do you have a favorite character? old school that's fine i love the old school he's just like all that is good and all that that is great about the universe who Who? i know i'm a girl so like my immediate like you know safeguard should be princess leia i mean i'm not yeah i love girl power that's great but i just at least Skywalker is just like the most amazing character ever (laughs) in my opinion Love Luke. He fights uh, of course through. Yeah. He 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 breaks it down. Well, he's our hero. It. He is my hero. He's the one who, like, back in the day, just, just I, I don't know. It's who I related to. Who I sure. who I wanted to root for. When, when we were when I was a kid, not when we were kids, because we weren't really kids together. But when I was a kid, we were we, kind of, but not yeah, really. Yeah, and I used to play Star Wars, you know, in the backyard with all my friends. I had one of my best friends in the world who lived up the road. He had blonde hair. And so when we were playing Star Wars, he always said, well, I should be Luke because I've got blonde hair. And you be Han because you've got brown hair. I'm like, but I want to be Luke because Luke's And like, you're like, okay, right? No, I was always, I mean, I was because I'm just a nice guy like that. But I was always like, I want to be Luke. Luke's... Why would you like you have to be like a nice guy? You're uh, Han. Uh, you're awesome. Well, I mean, Han's awesome, but I, I'm just, what I'm saying, Kim, is I get the Luke love, because I always wanted to be Luke. I love the fact that he was the hero of the story. Everybody wanted to be Luke. That's what Everybody, I Everybody, like, post, like, 1996, after, wanted to be somebody else, but, like, before that, you wanted to be Luke. Thank you. It. Yeah, I totally agree. Now, I love Han Solo, don't get me wrong. Han Solo's a bomb. Yeah. Yeah. Mom.com. But you know, as I got older, you know who I really learned to love and appreciate? Who? Chewbacca. Why? I, because Chewie is. <laughs> because. Be, no, well, A, because I'm big and hairy. <laughs> is, that your, is that your best Chewie roar you got going there? I, I mean, it's not. I could try if you want me to. I'd like, yes. Okay, you ready? Yes, I, I'm so ready. <laughs> you, let me, you sounded like Grover on skates about to fall down. Yeah. F you, Steve. <laughs> I love you, Kim. Um, no, I'm, I'm censoring myself. Are you proud? Do what? You're I'm sen- censoring myself. Are what? you proud? I'm very proud. I'm very proud okay. of you. I, no, I love Chewy because he was like... Not because A, I'm big and hairy, just like Chewy. But B, he's like the most loyal, faithful friend. You know, he's just this big thing with a heart of gold who's scared of monsters in a trash compactor. And I mean, he really is. If you really think about it, like, what? I think his parents were like really crappy. <laughs> Why do you think that? Why would you say that? Because he like latched on to Han, he's like you're my idol. But no, that's a no, Kim. That was a Wookiee life debt. I mean, it was, but seriously, Han, Han, no, Han saved him from slavery. He did, but still. Do you not know the backstory? Daddy were great. He was stuck by them. I'm sorry. I'm just. mm. Do you not know the backstory? Of course, know the backstory. Okay, you're you're breaking my heart here. 
Listen, oh I, my God. I love I love Chewbacca. Che- okay. Chewbacca here is the first mate on a ship that might suit us. That's yeah. That's yeah. And I'll tell you another character that I absolutely learned to love as I got older. Yoda. Yoda. Love me some Yoda. Okay, why did you learn to love him? He was like lovable from the start. Sure, I mean, I always liked Yoda, but I'm saying like I just as as I got to be. You always like, liked Yoda, but you just don't seem to love. No, like, no, no, I didn't say no. Things? Whoa, 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 Kim. He was all that is good about the universe. <laughs> Kim, What's wrong with you? Kim, Kim, you're. I said as I got older. Listen, I'm an old man now. Um, as as I, I this I'm talking about like as I developed from a kid into a teenager. Uh-huh. You know, and, and and I just learned to not just, oh, my gosh, Empire. When he shows up in Empire, and his whole bit with R2, where he's like, mine, his mine. five minutes in Empire when he's, like, dying. Mm-hmm. That's Return of the Jedi when he's dying. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you better check it out and hate you. What have I done? I've not done anything bad. I don't know, but I'm totally we're totally losing you right now, aren't we, Kim? No. But when he when he shows up and he does his whole bit with R two, it trips me out. But there's a there's a moment, and I don't know if you know I don't know if you'll know what I'm talking about. There's there's a moment where um where Luke's talking to R two and he's like, I don't know, I feel like I've been here before, you know. He's like, It's something out of a dream. I feel like and for the first time you hear Yoda, he's like, Feel like what? And Luke turns around like we're being watched. And Yoda's like, oh, wait, put your weapon. I mean, you no harm. And they begin to have this conversation. It flashes to Yoda as Luke's talking, and he kind of tilts his head and smiles. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you know the part? Yeah, I saw you. Oh, my gosh. He's like, he's so real. <laughs> it's just so, so real. And I'm like, that's that moment. I just love Yoda for that moment in time. But also, I just... He's just, you're, it's like you say, he's like everything that's so good and right about Star Wars. I love Yoda. I love him. So, you know, it's just something, Kim, honestly, it's something we've never really, and it's my fault because I do, I keep the whole geek lid on. It's something we've never really had the chance to just, you know, go off on together. It's just this whole Star Wars love well, we thing. We have. I mean, if you're going to pretend like that's the case. Well, but, I yeah. mean, we have. But I always feel embarrassed when it's over. But in the context of the podcast, I don't at all because that's what the podcast is about. It's a safe place to be <laughs> out, you know. So yeah, yeah, yay, yay, Star yay, Wars. So if you're just joining us, this is Geek Out Loud. We're looking forward to a JLA movie. We love Police Academy. The Avengers is going to rock, and we, we do lo- love Police Academy. We do love Police Academy. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh with me, not at me. I'm not laughing at you. It just that just came out of nowhere and it old me, Kim. Gosh. Oh my gosh. You're so, I just own. It would have been perfect. I wish it was an orchestra. <laughs> lady, lady Gaga played in the Blue Oyster. <laughs> I'm on the edge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the edge, the edge, the 
<laughs> Just the look on their faces as they walked in. <laughs> and all the people dressed up as village people bikers. <laughs> I can't take it. Oh my gosh. I love those movies so much. I do too. <laughs> oh man. Oh. Well, she pays me. Thank you, people. Oh, I don't hate you at all, Kim. Gosh. Huh? Been, yeah, I don't hate you at all. Teach you a little bit. No, okay, not none. There's... No, I get it. I get it. Uh-uh. Don't bring that here. I'm the myriad of lexicon. You... I get it. Oh, snap! <laughs> oh, snap! Kim. <laughs> Kim, thank you so much for coming on Geek Out Loud. Aw, uh, fun. It has been such a good show. And and um, and, and everyone, I just, we want to say again as we get ready to close out here, head over to... It's really easy to find if you just go to tinyurl.com forward slash kkjordan and, uh, and, and donate. Listen, you've heard her. She loves Star Wars. She's look, she's arranging an Avengers party for crying out loud. Um, I am arranging. I'm going to cupcakes. So, oh my, land of cupcakes. Yes. So, you know this is someone who's a kindred spirit. She's Because she's, she, they make cupcakes. No, yes. <laughs> because these are serious. Because she's making cupcakes and she loves the Avengers. She's looking forward to the Avengers. She loves Star Wars. You know this is a kindred spirit. She's been such a huge supporter of everything with these podcasts. Like, Kim has been so involved behind the scenes. So, please head over to tinyurl.com forward slash kkjordan. Let's just blow the $2,000 mark out of the water. And, and and really send her to... When is the event actually, Kim? Do you know off the top of your head? End of May. End of May. So there's time to do it, but go ahead and do it now so that when she rolls around, rose, rose the road, when, she, no, 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 no. Yeah, when, the, when the event rolls around, that, that Kim is just showing up with over well over $2,000 in donations and that you prove to, your, to, to everyone that the Geek Out Loud audience is the greatest podcast listening audience on the face of the world you are in the universe so um tinyurl.com forward slash kk jordan take the time to go over there check that out you can email us geekoutonline at gmail.com geekoutonline at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you yes you can tell me all about joseph campbell and the mythology that George Lucas based it on. You can even talk about Kurosawa films and how George Lucas used uh, R2 and 3PO as, as uh, you know, he, he was inspired by the Hidden Fortress. And, uh, and, we'll and you talk- can talk about like Madonna and like, uh, like a prayer. Yes, you can. That. Yes, you can. Because you know what? Life is a mystery. Everyone must stand mm-hmm. alone. I hear you I call, hear my, you call name, my name and it feels like old. So... So, so once again, thank you to Kim Jordan uh, for Bye. for joining us. Thank you, Kim. It's Kim, seriously, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Shaper. And uh, and you're welcome. You're welcome back anytime, even earlier in the evening, if that's better for you. So, <laughs> so uh, 
Everyone else, email us. Check us out on the Facebook, twitter.com forward slash geekoutloud is how you can find us on the Twitter. If you want to follow Kim, she has all kinds of fun tweets with all kinds of fun pictures sometimes and from her Tumblr and different things she finds. That's uh, Kim, what is your Twitter? Do you want to give that out? I'm at KK Jordan. Yes, KK. Yes, KK Jordan. <laughs> on the Twitter, at KK Jordan. Of course, we're at Geek Out Loud. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. It'll be Derek and I again, I hope, on uh, the next episode of Geek Out Loud. We'll see you then. Bye.